What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bling Talks. Today we have Louis Valentine, the CEO of Diamond Power. How are we doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. I'm super excited to have you. You have a really badass background and a super cool concept uh, that I think is going to be very valuable for the community. So without further ado, you know, I mean, just tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what your business is. Well, thank you, Anthony. I am uh, been in the jewelry industry uh, as a B2B uh, tech developer uh, since 1999. I co-founded a company called Gemfind. We basically brought the internet to the jewelry industry uh, in wow. a sense. A lot, of, a lot of jewelers were very familiar with B2B on the level of uh, searching for uh, diamonds in particular and gemstones through companies like RapNet and Polygon, which were the two main uh, networks back in the uh, early 2000s. And um, we thought, you know, uh, Alex, who is the, uh, the president and current owner of GemFind, we thought that back then uh, it would be a good time to, to bring internet and uh, to the jewelry industry, in particular retailers. And uh, believe me, it wasn't easy to, this is a very old school industry. It takes a lot of convincing to, for them to, to change anything they've been doing for generations in, in, in most cases. But we persevered and um, it, it's become a huge success. GemFind is probably number one in its space for developing websites, integrating marketing tools, making it interactive. As a matter of fact, we pioneered the Diamond Link, which is on thousands of jewelers around the world today. There was the opportunity for consumers to go to, for example, Ratman and Polygon and find diamonds but we took those uh, diamonds and we put them onto um, jewelers' websites, those who created websites. They weren't necessarily selling diamonds online. They, they had no idea about e-commerce back then. But it was an opportunity for them to compete with companies like Blue Nile, who became a powerhouse of selling diamonds directly to consumers. Um, so to this day, GemFind is number one in its space with its uh, interactive tools and its website development. Well, I stayed with the company until 2010 and moved on to other uh, creations within the diamond and jewelry industry. And to, to this day, uh, uh, this last uh, June at the JCK show in Las Vegas, I introduced my latest venture, uh, which is called Diamond Power. It's a credit card dedicated to natural diamonds. And the reason I did that is because of the penetration of live-grown diamonds within our industry since uh, COVID hit in the last two or three years. And uh, I thought that it was very important for consumers to be able to differentiate the two diamonds physically uh, because there's no way that the human eye can differentiate between those two diamonds. You can have two two-carat diamonds, have both be graded, both have the same four Cs, but the human eye cannot tell the difference. So I thought this credit card was an interesting concept to for, for consumers to show that they have something unique and valuable uh, as, as a value asset, which I think natural diamonds are. So that's where we are today. Well, first of all, definitely have heard of GemFine. So they've been, you guys definitely build something big and that's, that's real right there and some super cool stuff. And I have kind of seen, seems like you're uh, doing it again here with what's going on with Diamond Power. Uh, you know, we've interviewed and talked to a lot of people on here. Uh, Lab-grown diamonds come up a lot. Uh, there's people on kind of 
two different sides of the fence. Um, but I don't think it could have came at a better time because it's definitely uh, something that's being discussed and is, is, is down industry. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about uh, diamond power and kind of the intricacies or certain examples or uh, a little bit more about the credit cards. Well, first, I believe that uh, lab-grown diamonds are um, are history. They obviously don't have the cachet that a natural diamond does, and they certainly don't have the value over a lifetime uh, that a natural diamond does. They are not whatsoever. They are when you whenever you create something in volume, and you can create it uh, anywhere in the world because it's a machine that is creating these these elements that yeah may have the same elements as a natural diamond and have the physical distinctions and chemical compounds as a natural diamond. But whenever you can grow the, something in volume and you can grow it anywhere in the world, it, it's not going, it, it's like printing money. You're not going, you, you can't stop it and it's going to be endless. A natural diamond is mined in certain parts of the world. Not too many. We're not exploring any more mines. We are trying to protect the earth as much as possible. I think it's going to be very limited. At some point, natural diamonds are going to come to an end. Mining, it's going, it's not around forever, unless we find it elsewhere outside of our universe. <laughs> but um, the idea of the of the car and diamond power is really just to make this distinction between the two. We're not saying don't buy lab-grown diamonds. If you if you want a lab-grown diamond, and if you want something symbolic that looks the same as a natural diamond then lab-grown diamonds are something that you should seriously consider. But only think of it as something that is going to be used as a symbolic item. It's, it's got the bling, and it's, and it's the same as a natural diamond, but it has no value. If you spend $5,000 on that, on that diamond, on that lab-grown diamond, you'll be lucky to get $500 for it if you go to try to sell it. Okay, so don't think of it. I, mean, I don't, wouldn't even even insuring the thing. Because it's not going to, it's not worth it. It's not, it has no value. You can use your homeowner's policy and, and cover the, the price of a lab-grown diamond. So in that case, symbolically, yeah, be my guest. Go ahead and buy it, a, a lab-grown diamond if that's all you care about to use it to, to get more, whatever the case may be. But if you're looking for an asset that's going to last you a lifetime, the natural diamond is the way to go. And if you buy it correctly, if you buy it properly and... Uh, get it to as as close as possible to its wholesale value. That diamond will retain its value over its lifetime. Yes, it's going to go up and down a little bit over the years, but uh, just like the stock market goes up and down, the natural diamond will go up and down a little bit. But over its lifetime, it's going to retain its value. And I'm bringing this information to consumers uh, through the Diamond Power Card, where it makes that distinction that you own a valuable asset, and one of the perks within Diamond Power is the ability to buy a lab-grown diamond at actual cost, no retail markup. So if the diamond, I, I for example, saw a diamond, and I'm, I'm going to name names because they're in public company, uh, public domain. This is Blue Nile, the largest online diamond seller. And they've decided recently to start selling lab-grown diamonds. Well, I saw a nice four-carat lab-grown on there for $17,500, four-carat, very nice. I took the same four C's and put it in, look and did a search and found one identical. 
Uh, granted, no two diamonds are the same, but to the naked eye, they're the same. That's just the way it is. So I did the same thing. And that $17,500 that Blue Nile is selling that diamond for, I found for $1,700. So there's a thousand percent price difference between the real cost of that diamond and the retail price that that retailer is selling it for. I'll be more than happy if you have a diamond powered card to get that diamond for $1,700. That's wow. one of the perks. Wow, that's a really good example. So in, in Diamond Power, we also have another very unique uh, card uh, under the brand of Virgin Diamond. The Virgin Diamond, again, is a natural diamond. Uh, the cards are only for natural diamonds, except this diamond is based on your first ownership. You are the first. We're validating that the diamond comes from mine to hand. It is not available at re for retail stock. The diamond you cannot just walk into a retail store and say no i want this virgin diamond you have to request it so the the retailer ability to search the manufacturers who are participating in the virgin diamond brand and obtain any diamond that they want based on whatever price budget that they can afford and buy a diamond and be the first owner of it and we have a card that introduces the diamond as a virgin it's got the grading uh, report, the last five digits on there. And it says the laboratory, GIA, that's graded it or whoever, IGI, whoever grades it. And again, it comes with those additional perks. So let's let's kind of dive in a little bit further. It's just super cool. So you have um, two cards that we kind of started talking about, really the diamond, the diamond card, diamond power card, and then the virgin diamond. Virgin diamond... Let, let's actually go to the the, the first one, um, which is the diamond power card. In what situations would somebody typically use that? Um, that could be for people who are all the consumers who are have their natural stones right now. That could be um, for retailers who are um, selling diamonds every single day. And the virgin card, let's say, I want, I'm a specific stone, you know, cause this, this is obviously going on all day long in our industry. That's all that's happening. Um, I need a four carat specific metrics and I go to the jeweler retailer and he's going to, you're going to get mine to hand. So you become the first owner, the virgin of this stone. And so with those kind of, be of, of how those would be used. And if you have any other examples, that'd be great. Yes, no, you're you're correct. The two cards. So let's I, let's start with the uh, the power card that you mm -hmm. alluded to. Yes, there are already millions of consumers that already own natural diamonds. I mean, we've been selling natural diamonds in, in the modern world for over 100 years now. So millions and millions of consumers around the world already own natural diamonds, whether it be an engagement ring or just in, in general in, in nice jewelry. They had the opportunity to to obtain their own card under the diamond power card and um, introduce their diamond as a natural. Again, we use AI technology to confirm, one, that they own this diamond. It has it have a grading report and it has to match. So we use AI technology to confirm all of this, val to validate that they can get a card. Once that's done, they can go ahead and convert any plastic credit card that they have into a metal diamond power card. These cards are made of metal. As a matter of fact, it's almost like a piece of jewelry. It's very, very cool. We've tested this. And to be honest with you, Anthony, the card gets more attention than the diamond. 
Because how often do you take the dime, your, your dog and hand it to somebody? You don't. But when you go to a, a restaurant or a hotel and you hand this card to somebody, they're looking at it. And I've had multiple people ask me, wow, this is cool. What is it? What, what does it represent? What, how can I get one? So as a marketing tool, this card alone is very powerful if you're in the jewelry industry. Very cool. But for the consumer, yes, they have these cards. They, they buy a diamond, any jewelry store, it's a natural. They have the opportunity to get a diamond power card, whether they buy it themselves or the jeweler offers it, including with, with the diamond and whatever they buy. The virgin diamond is a little different. The diamond has to be requested. It is not sitting in any retail jewelry store. It comes directly, as I said, from mind to hand. You have to request the diamond. We don't care about the four C's. We do not price the diamonds. We do not sell the diamonds. We only validate the diamond being a virgin coming from diamond manufacturers who adhere to our uh, standards and processes. And once that's done, the card is automatic. You cannot buy a virgin diamond card like you can a diamond power card. You yep. must buy the diamond first. Makes sense because you can't have yeah. mind to hand stones in stock. Um, to bring the validation. I mean, it, it, because diamonds are retailers, retailers buy off the streets. Wholesalers do buy diamonds off. Consumers who get divorced or whatever the case may be need to sell their diamonds, they'll go into a jewelry store and they'll sell their diamond. And the jewelers take these diamonds, they will uh, take it off whatever setting it's on. They'll put it onto a nice new, new setting in green and put it in the case. And no one's the wiser. No one knows where that diamond's been and where it came from. Right. That's why the Virgin Diamond can only come from request. Yeah. Uh, let's. Um, you mentioned your standards and you know the the minds that you work with. It's, I think it's super important. Could you kind of touch on that a little bit? Sure. Uh, the manufacturers who are adhere to our standards and processes for the Virgin Diamond brand are all um, site holders. And I, most consumers know what site holders are, but these are manufacturers who buy diamonds rough. They have them cut, polished, submitted for a grading report, and um, are actual owners of the diamond from rough to polish. And that's where the diamond goes, becomes a virgin, ultimately to the consumer who buys it. It is a virgin because it's never been owned or sold to a consumer before. And once it has been, we validate it with the, with the uh, card. There are, um, we have over 23 diamond manufacturers around the world, representing 98% of all the diamonds that are available to the trade that, the, uh, that we can uh, access. And most of them have at least one or two um, accounts um, with these companies. So it's easy for them to obtain these diamonds if they wanted to. And we have, again, we don't um, have anything to do with the quality or the price of the diamond. So it's whatever the budget is for the consumer that the retailer wants to sell. We take no percentage from the retailer. We're not involved in that. We just offer the credit card. Yeah, so how, I guess how much are the, how much are the cards? Nothing. The cards are, are not cheap. Um, they run from 695 for the, the, they own the, uh, exclusive color, which is white. This one happens to be black. So um, they run from 695 to 995. The 695 is all, all diamond, no matter what size it is. And it's, and it's white exclusive for the Virgin Diamond. Now, if you like the black card, your diamond must be two carats and up. 
And if you have a fancy virgin, which is the rare of the rare, to try to get a virgin fancy, which is only less than a handful of true manufacturers out there in the world, that's that card is 995. And if it's a fancy paint, that card will come in pink with the virgin logo. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not expensive if you look at the percentage no. of what you're, if you're buying a natural stone and as lab drones continue to penetrate the market and you're set, like you said, printing it like cash, it kind of devalues natural stones, but as they continue to get growth, it kind of makes a natural stone more valuable in the sense that they're more rare. There's less supp- supply of them. Um, so, and then, and it's, it's, I mean, people pay for appraisals all day long. Yes. So, one thing, one thing, the cards, um, there's not a membership. We're not, you're not the uh, 695 every year. This is not, you could, you take plastic. If you have a Platinum American Express, you're paying $700 a year. Hmm. Now, what we did, I mean, my own personal uh, cards, we, we took our Platinum American Express and we canceled it. And we said, American Express, we like the green card. So we took the cheapest card American Express offered. We kept our account the same. We kept our points, our everything that we wanted stayed the same as far as the perks that American Express offered us. But we just decided to convert the $700 a year over to a $50 a year membership with American Express. And we converted it to this Diamond Power card, which is, by the way, better looking and heavier than the American Express Platinum card. And so we kept the perks with our Amex. We got additional perks with the Virgin Diamond card and is no annual membership. Yeah, so one time fee. It's it's one time only until yeah. the card expires. So if you're my card here, for example, expires in 2028. So for five years, my card is great. So when my bank, when American Express expires in five years, I would have to get another one. But if I didn't want to get another one, it still proves that I bought a Virgin Diamond because I still have this. You may not right. use the card anymore. But you have evident proof and that your diamond is still a virgin and you still have the diamond and you have the card. Yeah, let's 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 get the actual validation and verification. So the diamond report actual serial number goes on to the card. Okay. So this is like almost an NFT essentially for your natural stone. It, it it's really everything about it, which yeah. essentially gives it value for a lifetime in many cases. Yes. And your name, okay. of course, is on there. So you got your name, you got the grading report, which you have in hand. We know who you are. You have a driver's license. That always proves it. And yeah, it, that's it. They, so how I, long has the business been? Uh, when did you launch this? Let's talk about the business. Uh, I, I introduced it uh, to to friends and colleagues at last year's JCK show in Las Vegas this past June. So it's only been six months, less than six, five months since um, I introduced it and launched it uh, officially to the trade and, and the consumers. And, and so far, how been going? Very well. Uh, very, very excited. Um, I'm going, I may uh, have the opportunity to um, introduce a select group of Virgin Diamonds that we select from our manufacturers, fancies, pinks, blues, greens, the very rare of the rare, very hard to get. I mean, if I, to get one, uh, that's never been that comes directly from cut to polish as a fancy is not going to be easy. But I, I'm going to have the opportunity to introduce these diamonds directly 
to consumers through Sotheby's and Christie's mm. auction houses. Mm. Um, and that's something I'm looking forward to doing uh, in the coming months. There's a previous guest that comes to mind. His name is Luca Santonato. He's um, he's in New York, top floor penthouse, but he does um, ultra rich, only the ultra rich. And and typically, I'm telling LeBron James wants a specific pool table and he wants gold plated legs. That's what he would do. So these super high end um, stones. The maybe you, maybe I should guys. I don't know if there's anything there, but. Um, well, he would have to be a manufacturer. These diamonds, again, they come, whether they be white diamonds or fancy diamonds, would have to come directly from the company that bought it rough, cut, polished it. Um, in some so cases, what about one of his Rio, Tinto, Rio Tinto, for example, who is the miner that you know, had the Argyle mine and closed it, but has polished diamonds that are sitting in their vaults that have never been sold before. And they offer. So, so let's say one of his clients wanted a four carat you know, something very fancy, unique. They couldn't purchase it and get the V card from you on this release. Well, I would have to, I would have to validate whether, no, if he gets the diamond from, yes, he, he's able to get the diamond from the manufacturer if he has direct access to them. From and you. Then, I'm saying from you're going to be releasing these. I know you said they were going to be distributed on a different company. No, no, the, no, no. That, okay. I, I would, no, I would sell it directly to his consumer. If he, if he had a for a four carat pink diamond, for example. There you go. I would source it, yes, for him. And then he would have to tell me who his client is in order for me to do it. It would, it would Makes have to sense. Be the name goes on the card. Makes it sense. Card, cool. Yes. Yeah, yes. cool. So so right now, you basically um, kind of did a soft launch. You're, you're, you're testing the friends, colleagues. Um, what is your vision for the future? Like, where do you want to go with this? And what timeline? What's, what's the, the growth plan? Really, the, the plan is really to get these uh, introduced to diamond as a valuable asset. I think that's one thing the industry has not done uh, very well over the, over the decades, that a natural diamond is a valuable asset. Um, buy it as close as possible to its true value, also value from whomever you're buying it from. And it, it, has, uh, it has, you know, when you buy, well, buy these diamonds, my, my uh, uh, goal with these is particularly to introduce it. It's a luxury item. It's no different than if you were to go out and buy a Louis Vuitton bag, a Christian Dior, a Mercedes that, you know, people like luxury. People like to share luxury. This credit card is luxury. So basically to grow this brand, um, and not just here in the U.S., but around the world. And that's why I'm not partnered with any specific bank. I allow anybody anywhere in the world that has a natural diamond to convert whatever plastic card they have from whatever country they have over to a card and, and get a diamond or buy a virgin diamond, which makes it very makes it much more accessible to a lot more people around the world. They don't have to fill out a credit card application. It has nothing to do with your credit score. This is simply a very cool luxury item to introduce your diamond as a natural. And so the value of it, I fully understand, but what are, like, how do you want to get more customers, like through retailers or through consumers, direct D to C marketing? How does this thing grow and get in front of the right people in your, in your eyes? Uh, being in the uh, B2B world with Gemfine for many years and having access to a lot of retailers uh, is one way for me to try to introduce this through 
through companies like Gemfine and other companies who are still doing B2B businesses and want to bring offer this, this brand uh, as an added value to whatever they're doing. I think th that would be the, the fastest way to grow it within the trade is to get these companies who are already providing services to add this to their portfolio. This would make sense. Yeah. It's, it's something that could help market. For example, Genfine, when I was there, we were building websites and integrating these marketing tools, but Genfine has evolved in the last few years, even more so that they've implemented marketing into their campaign. So they're not just building the website. They want to help market it and they want to drive traffic into their stores. Well, this, a diamond power car can help get customers who are not thinking about jewelry to say, hey, if you own a diamond, come into my store and let me get you, let me tell you about this card and the perks that I will offer by you being a card holder. This is a great way, one, to drive traffic into your store. And two, if you already are selling diamonds, offer this card to drive them back into your store for future purchases. This card has a lot of power. The banks know how it works. This is why there's cash back, 2% cash back or point systems. It's all to keep the customer using the card. Right. Use the card to drive the traffic back into the store. So right. the best way for me to grow within the trade is through these companies that are already providing these services. I only have one thing to offer, which is the card. I right. agree. I agree. I, I think so, play go after the jungle, not, you know, the trees. Because I think the retailers are... Would that would you say that's your customer or or through the organization? Obviously, Gen I think both. I mean, I will I will continue to market to directly to consumers as well. Okay. You are social media okay. platforms and so forth. I will I will keep doing that. Um, selling some rare, very rare, fancy diamonds through the most auction houses in the world, like Christie's and Sotheby's, will bring recognition, which will help. They just sold that blue the blue royal diamond for forty four million dollars. And it got worldwide attention. Now, there aren't that many of those diamonds available in this world. It's like a Van Gogh that comes onto market. But you got, we're going to get recognition. I've offered an opportunity. I went to the GIA Career Fair just a couple of months ago in October and introduced the card and diamond power services to graduate gemologists. This is an opportunity for graduate gemologists who want to be independent sellers of diamonds because you you don't um you cannot uh house the virgin diamond you have an opportunity to sell the virgin diamond because you, you're not stocking it directly to consumers to so families and friends so i gave i want to give opportunity to gia gemologists the opportunity to sell diamonds directly to consumers because they can't they can't stock it but they are gemologists they know about diamonds and they can help a consumer obtain a virgin diamond. So this is a great way for me to try to introduce the next generation an opportunity to be independent the minute they, they graduate from GIA, for example, that they can go out and create their own business without opening up a store. And they have family and friends, they got social media people. They can say, hey, you know what? They can tell their friend, I have access to a diamond. I can get you a virgin diamond and I can do this, that, and the other thing. And that's a great way for them to have a supplemental income. Love it. Yeah. So these are things that I'm working on to try to grow the brand and the business and help the industry as well. So when it comes to um, the consumers, well, let me ask you this. What have you been doing? Have you started doing any marketing right now or just kind of doing like the, the basic posting and stuff like that on social media? 
for the B2C? Yes, that's, that's exactly what I've been doing. And, you know, I, one of the things I'm, uh, I'll be honest, I regret not getting into at the early inception was social media platforms. I'm really, I'm not a social butterfly on, I don't do Facebook. I'm, I'm not on now X or um, Instagram. I started initially being in the B2B world on LinkedIn. So I was one of the first people on LinkedIn when they, when they launched. And I have over 22,000 people that follow me on LinkedIn. So that's the main platform that I'm trying to get the message out to both consumers and trade. But I am getting people that are coming forward um, that are a young gemologists that see the opportunity here to do this. So uh, they're coming forward and they're becoming independent agents on my behalf. And they know social media and they're going to be able to help spread the word. A lot like yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I love the concept. I... I feel like you've kind of had the best of both worlds in the industry. You've you've kind of adapted with a lot of different um, eras, I guess you would say. So one question I have for you that I think the community should hear or will find value valuable is um, what's one piece of advice you have to people in the industry based on what you've learned and how you've navigated through a lot of different um, time periods and changes within the business landscape? Well, you know, we, we've seen a lot of consolidation in our industry the last few years. You know, the jewelry industry is, uh, it's a tough industry to, to, uh, to tap into. I mean, it's not, you know, you just get a, you know, I can go out and get a diamond and, or I can get a, a gemstone and sell it and, and stuff like that. It's, it's not that easy. Um, what I, what I think is going to happen and it could happen is exactly what I'm trying to do with, with a younger generation of graduate gemologists to try to use technology to, to grow the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, technology is, is to be the, what's going to keep us, what's going to keep us going. One, one bit of information I can tell you that's, that's a fact that, that I've known from GemFind, you know, I'm not working with it, but I'm very close with Alex as, as friends and, and colleagues within the industry is that, um, uh, he told me his best years in his business and his growth was during COVID. It took COVID to wake up the, the, the trade to understand and learn you know, online presence and online sales because a lot of them had to shut their doors. So technology is going to be the, the key to, to growth within our industry. This is why you see the beers and these other companies coming forth with more technology, more transparency, of where things are coming from and, and how it's being distributed. That was a bomb. That was really good. Um, very valuable. And you mentioned it being a tough industry to break. I mean, when we were taking over our jewelry store, we were entering things into the edge and manual systems. And he, my dad would still write them on the book. Like he just, you know, and and so this this industry can be a little resistant technology and AI and all these new things um, are on the sales floor. A lot of them just don't want to learn new things, but I think your story shows that um, technology has proven to be successful as long as you can continue with it and adapt to it and continue to use it. So you know how I feel about that type of stuff. I think technology, AI is uh, stuff that everybody should be using, uh, saves people time, headache, 
Um, it's basically money, more, more, time, more money and more time. That's what it wants. Trust me, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, to it. You know, I, I write things all the time. AI has saved me out countless hours of time and money by helping me edit. And everybody yep. knows it. I mean, this yep. is not a lie. They all know it. All the writers know this. They're sitting there writing. They, it writes better than we can write. Now you've yep. got to, of course, you got to look at everything, make sure it's correct. I mean, you just can't take AI's word for everything, but it's certainly, it certainly helps in, in, in this world. And it's just going to continue uh, to evolve. And it's going to, a lot of people are afraid of AI, what, is, what it can do with not just our industry, but all, all the industries. I'm all for it. I think it's going to, it's going to change mankind, uh, hopefully. for. Yeah, there is some major, major um, issues and, and risks to what it will do and can do to humanity. Um, it's a different story. It really yeah. comes down to what and how it's regulated and what hands it gets into, but um, it can be very, very dangerous. And uh, But if you're a donor, you do not have a choice because if you're not using it, you'll get out. Someone else, someone on my side or someone doing what we're doing will run you over quickly. Um, that is so true in our, like in our industry. As you as you could see what's happened in the jewelry industry, and I can, I can attest to this, that did not in those years that I was at GenFine, those who did not get on, jump on the bandwagon of the internet, forget AI, but just talk about the internet, did not believe in the internet, did not believe that they needed the internet. They wanted to continue with the traditional, oh, I'll advertise on this billboard or I'll advertise through this magazine or I'll advertise over here and people will walk into my store because I'm in a, in a walking. They didn't survive. Yeah. You did not survive if you weren't on the internet. And we saw... And, from 1980 to today, 2023, we went from over 40, 43,000 or 44,000 independent jewelers in the United States down to less than 20, 20,000. Wow. We're probably around 17, 18,000 independent jewelers um, in the last 40 years. A lot of that happened in the past decade, decade, maybe two decades, because they didn't adapt. Now, some of them closed, obviously, for other reasons. Um, but a lot of it has to do with a lot of them just didn't adapt to technology. Yeah. It's like, imagine if you were the first guy on Google ads, you know, ahead of the, ahead of the pack honey. Yes. So much harder now, but that's, that's really um, what I hope people start to pick up on. And, and in this community kind of hope it, and, and these little insights and having a guy like you on here, who's, obviously built, you know, and had a, had a major hand in building a gem that I would, I would assume 95% of people that are on here know who GemFind is. Know who GemFind is. You have a new solution um, to definitely a um, current trend and topic that I think everyone needs to be aware of. Um, so I, I just want to say thanks for hopping on here. Pleasure to meet you. Love what you're doing. I understand it. I get it. Um, and I just want to say thanks for taking the time today and pleasure to meet you. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, likewise. Thank you. So so um, looking forward to building a relationship, yeah, keeping in touch and all that good stuff. But for for now, I think there will be people who um, will want to know more about this. And so if there's any way that people can hold of you, check out the website, uh, yeah, you know, LinkedIn, whatever you're cool with sharing. I'd love to love to have the, the community be able to view. Well, the, the easiest way to find me is simply go to diamondpower.diamonds. Diamondpower.diamonds. Diamonds. Yes. Uh, 
right there. Uh, you can email me, you can email me through the contact uh, section. Uh, you can learn about the credit cards. You can learn about the Virgin Diamond brand. If you have a natural diamond, you can go ahead and put fill out the form and, and complete it and uh, feel safe about uh, forking over your plastic credit card and getting a, a diamond power card made in the USA. So it's, uh, it's safe. You get both cards back after it's been converted, the custom conversion. And you're going to enjoy using that card more than you've ever done before. You just, you're going to be wowed by what cons consumers say when, every time you fork over a credit card. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. So I wish everyone well, a great holiday season. And uh, thank you, Anthony, for having me today. Absolutely. So Louis Valentine um, with, can you say the website one more time? So everyone sure. Diamondpower.diamonds. I'm in power.diamonds. Thank you so much, Lewis. Pleasure to meet Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you for you. having me.